Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Okay, well, welcome to my podcast. Uh, I don't really do uh, introductions or anything, so why don't you uh, just give a small, like a bit of the background of who you are and what you got going on, and we'll kind of go from there. How about that? Um, Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me on your show. It's exciting, and uh, um, I'm sure we're going to have a great conversation. (laughs) Sure. Um, I'm Helena Smolak. I am born and raised in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So I am from Eastern Canada. Okay, okay. You are on the east side um, at a point. Yeah, I got tired of the snow back in the day. It was like minus 40 and, and I thought, okay, this is my last day. <laughs> so I moved to British Columbia where I thought it's going to be much nicer weather, but it's actually colder out here. Out in BC because it's so damp. Um, but now I am in Blaine, Washington. I okay. flutter around <laughs> a little bit better. So, uh, so tell me about the fitness journey. How did how did you find all that with the cold weather and all that stuff? I mean, how did that get started for you? You know, Chris. In all honesty, as we were growing up. If you don't mind me asking, where are you located? Could you because you're yeah, in that's yeah, I'm in Virginia. Virginia. Okay. So okay. you're close to yeah, you're I've been to Virginia. Okay. Well, it's east, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely east. <laughs> <laughs> um so growing up, you know, we played in the snow. I used to run through snow banks and we put we built igloos and you know all that fun stuff so training in cold weather was actually really I actually miss it Uh, I'll tell you why because I I found well perfect examples that movie by Rocky right the the Rocky right Right. I mean that is the best training because that is functional training. You are working every muscle fiber in your body. And boy, do you sweat it out when you train that, right? Sure. Um, I don't think I, you could ever get a sweat like that in a gym. Because it's a whole different Interesting. focus. It's a whole different determination. Um, and that the weather challenges you. Yeah. It really does. Um, so working out in cold weather wasn't um, really a, you know, a new thing for us because we grew up in that. So I found it like in damp weather out here in the rainforest. <laughs> it's a different thing. It's much colder. It gets right into you. And everybody says that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never trained in cold weather, really. I mean, here in Virginia, we have all four seasons. So, you know, in the summer, it's a little bit more humid, obviously. And, you know, you know, I, I train based, I'm a CrossFitter, so I train basically in a big, oh, huge, nice. oh, in a, in a huge warehouse with, you know, no AC or a couple small fans and just the sweats just dripping off of you. But right. there is there is a lot of positive researches or research that I've seen about cold weather training, you know, just yes. 
It yes. It makes you tougher too, you know? It does. And that's, that's the, that's why I said it, you're more focused. Sure. Because you're like, for example, running through that snowbank, you're just like, I'm going to make it. It's, it's not the same as run, you know, when I would teach aqua fitness, it's not that same uh, feeling. It's, it's like, um, you know, the snow really does challenge you. And uh, as long as you're dressed warmly, you're not going to, you know, uh, freeze. <laughs> like yeah. You're working out anyway. Um, and CrossFit, I think, isn't that functional training as well? Like I, yeah, they're tough workouts. I've never done one, but I've, I've heard of them. So it's, um, you know, maybe you want, might want to challenge yourself. Yeah, it's a, it's a different animal. Outside. <laughs> well, I mean, we know I have done workouts outside and stuff, but not, not really in cold, freezing weather. But, you know, CrossFit was one of those things that I found later in life, you know, after I graduated college and everything. And um, I actually didn't come around to about 2009, but I've probably found it in 2013. But it's one of those things I wanted something to still exercise, be competitive, you know, mm. do something that, you know, would still keep me active for the most part. But something different rather than going to – you know, you know, a regular gym, I guess, you know, your actual planet fitness or gold gym or yeah. whatever. So it was something different for me. Yeah. I've basically, I can honestly say I've, since I've been 16 years old, I've been in a gym because I, during that fitness craze, the best motor, high impact, low impact classes. Yeah. Uh, it was a huge craze back then and classes were packed. Um, you know, there was a different mindset, obviously, back then than there is now, uh, especially now more so during this time. But um, I found that getting into the industry at that time was super, super beneficial for me um, because I've maintained um, this career in so many different ways. It, sure. It's taken me in so many different directions. And um, it's very re rewarding. Uh, it's changed quite a bit, that's for sure. I mean, the basic um, class was the minimum weight we used was at least five pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> when I think about that, I think, wow. But you want to know something. We were fit. Yeah. These women that I taught, um, back then at Catherine's Lady Fitness, I mean, we're talking about 50 women between the ages of 18 and over 45. And they never complained. The older ladies, you know, over 45, they never complained. Oh, I'm sore. I'm this. I find people complain more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's so, you know, I agree too that because it, it's, I think it's so easy to do it, you know, and there's always a million excuses to say no and, or say, you know, the reasons why you don't want to go to work out after you work at, or go after you work and stuff like that. And so, yeah, there's, you know, people want things that are very easy to them. People, all people like that, things that come easy. So when it's something that's hard or gets in the way from, you know, they just, they want to complain about it and not challenge themselves like you were talking about to, you know, get yeah. over I think the stress levels have changed, obviously, over the years, and especially more so now. But uh, back then, people didn't really complain about it. They just, it was a craze. Everybody got on board with doing an aerobics class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I recall teaching high impact, lifting our knees up, arms above the head. You know, we're doing jumping jacks, uh, doing low impact classes. And, and the thing is, the one thing is, everybody um, knew how to do the moves. They were coordinated. Huh. Now, I notice, I mean, I haven't taught yet because, you know, I just moved to Washington State in 2019. Okay. So I've had to stay still. I wasn't allowed to work or do anything, obviously you know, get my work permit and green card. But um, I can honestly say that, but of course it's an aging population, that people are not as coordinated as they were back then. Sure. I agree. I mean, 
I mean, you know, I'm 30, I'm going to be 36 years old this year. And so, but you know, I've, you know, I've did my degree in bad. I can't talk tonight for some reason. I did my degree in PE. And so, but I noticed when working with kids and stuff that, you know, most of these kids had a screen in front of them, you know, most of their lives, if not all. And so it's starting to become that, you know, we're not, when I say we human beings are not as active as they were, you know, 20, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, just because it's so easy you know, to sit at a desk and, you know, do your work or, you know, not go outside. And, and there's a lot of different things. You can go down a lot of different avenues with that. You know, if you talk about helicopter parents, you don't want their kids to go outside and play and want to play. there's a lot of different arguments for that. But yeah, I've noticed that it seems more people, you know, you know, just want to, you know, sit all day and, you know, and not, and they don't understand how that's hurting their bodies and, you know, mentally. And even PE teachers now that I know that talk with, like the kids don't want to do anything. You oh know? my gosh. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And so are you teaching uh, PE right no, now? No, I only did. Uh, I never went down that full route. So I got my bachelor's degree in it, but I, you know, I was one of those guys that always went for the job, but was always second best. And so I oh, uh, moved on a different career. Oh, did you? Okay. Yep. Um, that's interesting because I know uh, at Douglas College in British Columbia, I was aiming for um, a degree in sports science. Sure. And the professor said to me, he says, you know what? I think you should be a phys ed teacher. I said, oh, well, that's interesting. Now, I understand why, because the times have changed. The educational system has changed, obviously. I mean, I recall being more active as a kid yeah. than today's youth right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. We were, we had gym class every day, not once a week, every day. We were running, playing baseball. And I did, I did youth sports as well. So I played baseball, I played soccer, uh, dodgeball, volleyball, you know, we were active. And back then Canada had this, um, uh, it was called the the, uh, Canadian Fitness Standard Award. So every year we had to aim for like a silver star, bronze star silver star or a gold star or the award of excellence where you outweigh everybody right so um i don't know if that still goes on but yeah times have changed in terms of physical activity for children probably uh i remember in elementary school that was in the 90s for me that we had something very similar to that it was called the presidential fitness awards Mm -hmm. or something and you had to be able to and I hope I remember this. You had to be able to run a mile in under a certain amount of time. Exactly. Yeah. It's certain of those. Like you had to do a flex arm hang too. There was a bunch of other things like a, a, the V-sit reach. <laughs> yeah. So you had to do a bunch of that stuff. Then you had to score so high to get that as a reward. <laughs> I did not do very well with climbing the ropes. I couldn't. We, we didn't have that. We never had that in our PE classes. Yeah. But I remember, you know, as far as everything, it was like you didn't really have an excuse to not go into PE unless you just – were physically ill or whatever even if you didn't right. your clothes like you actually just like oh we'll just walk instead of you know actually you know you had to do something you know yeah. you had to be some some type of uh some type of fitness i guess but yeah that's you know that's just mind-blowing that it just seems that you know more people are just becoming more stagnant when our in my opinion our bodies are made to move you know i mean if you go back to our primal instincts i mean that's how we lived you know that's how humans were you know? We have to move. The, the body relies, a fit, well, you know, physiological, you know, the, the whole system, hormonal system relies on it. it re, you know, the, the heart, the lungs, the blood, the oxygen, it all relies on movement. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of, um, I don't know, are you self-employed? Do you have your no, own No, uh, I, I work in higher education here, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. My business plan back in the day did not include a whole lot of technology. Sure. Sure, it includes, you know, social media, the new norm. Gotta have that. (laughs) Never did I think, I'm not a desk person. Do not ask me to sit at the desk. (laughs) My secretary. (laughs) (laughs) So what I've noticed is that Perfect example. I did not 
touch the computer for a couple of days. Okay. And then yesterday I was on here, I'd say from nine till until probably about nine o'clock at night. And that is abnormal for me. <laughs> I just I I mean I stepped away obviously to uh eat and and yeah. take for a walk but then I came back because there were things that had to be done and I thought if I don't do them then it's just going to keep pushing you know it'll push me back so I thought wow is this what people do Mm -hmm. that's what most yeah that's probably what most people do now I mean I'm one of those guys I'm a a a desk jockey I mean a lot of my jobs kind of 50 50 you know sometimes i have to go out and like actually fix something in the field i work in it so um it just depends though but you know probably you know 50 percent i can actually do for my computer the other half if something physically goes down um that's what it is but most you know people in higher education if you're not professor or something but or actually in you know facility maintenance most of them are just sitting behind a desk you know and well that's how it is yeah, and, and you know, because I've done some years of kinesiology at SFU, so I understand, you know, the, if you do not move, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I figure, how are people doing this? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a different time, just people are, because I've kind of adapted to it, that, you know, with my job, I can sit in front of my computer for a certain amount. I'm kind of like you. I'm, I can sit there for a few hours, but eventually I have to get up and I go take a lap around. Or I got to get away, yeah. <laughs> I got to do something, you know, just to clear my head. I mean, it doesn't matter, especially if the day is like kind of like it was. We had a beautiful day here, but I got to get outside and let's walk or do something. I even got a standing desk to help with myself just so I would not, make, you know, let myself sit all day. And yeah, there's, I mean, and people just don't realize, and I'm generally speaking, of course, that they just don't realize not only the physical aspects of it, but the mental aspects of it as well, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like, you know, just getting up, walking outside, you know, getting your work done in, how it does so much wonders for the brain. Yes, absolutely. And I, and this is the, the difference now, you know, when I, when I was teaching those classes, I taught 15 classes a week. Oh. Now, when you're 16, you know, I'm, I'm the mesomorph. So Mesa Morris love power and speed and you know we're we're built that way we need we need movement um so when i think about that time when 90% of it was mental these people came to class they were excited they had energy but the whole point of it was mentally they wanted it they wanted to be, to be moving when I stepped away from the computer yesterday, I just went, oh my gosh, my like my mind is overburdened with what I have to do on this screen. Yeah. I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh, I can't forget that. And it's like, it's a lot of mental, it's a new mental, I don't know what to call it. Mental state. Yeah. Mental state. I, I've actually did a... a an experiment for two weeks, my phone, my cell phone just went berserk, like it was toast. Okay. So, you know, when your phone breaks down, you go, okay, time to go get a new one. I thought, no, you know what? I'm not going to get another phone. Uh oh. I am not going to follow everyone else. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to experiment how I feel without that cell phone, not having this little piece of metal <laughs> follow me around. Well, how'd you feel? That's, that's a very bold move. I mean, I can barely walk into another room without mine. Oh, so th- the people that are very close to me were, they were like, oh my gosh. I, I emailed them. I said, you know what? My phone's dead. You know, you can e- email me yeah. or you can call me on my landline (laughs) (laughs) and they're like oh my gosh they were more freaked out over me not having a cell phone than I was so a day later they're like 
one of my closest friends, she e- emails me. She goes, do you have a, a phone yet? I'm like, yeah, well, you can call my landline. <laughs> it, it was bizarre how, what do you mean call your landline? I said, you mean, and they tell me, you mean you have a landline? I say, yes, I have a cell phone and a landline. Because when I'm in the office, I don't want to talk on the cell phone. I don't want that radiation going into my my brain. <laughs> my landline, and they're like, well, what are you going to guess? They totally bypassed, ignored the fact of everything I said about the landline, and they questioned, when are you getting the cell phone? Yeah. I'm like, really, you guys? This is going back to basics. This is clearing my mind. And honestly, Chris, it cleared my mind. I felt that because I didn't have that piece of metal, you know, following me around, beeping every five, 10 minutes, uh, ringing. I felt a weight off my shoulders. I don't doubt it. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to it. You know, just to even if you can do it for an hour each day, just go reset yourself away from your phone and, you know, and just reset your brain back to normal. I mean, there, even if you, you could even do it for 15, 30 minutes. I mean, there's a lot of great things that come from it, but it's... I'm one of those guys too. I tried. I can do it for the most part, but I also feel like I meant my body is missing something if I if I do do it. Does that make sense? So I was like, I usually I put my phone down on silent. Then I'm like, oh man, you know, I feel like something's weird about me. You know, it's like I got to pick it back up. Right, right. Uh, it's, weird. Well, it's weird. I went the full two weeks without it. That's awesome. I'm glad. And I thought, you know what? I grew up without a cell phone. We didn't have those little pieces of metal following us around. I can do this. And I did. I I did it for two weeks. And then I, you know, sent texts out to my friend. And believe it or not, there were over 50 people. When I got the brand new phone and, and, and downloaded everything from the old phone to the new phone, I had over 50 messages. I don't doubt it. <laughs> and I thought. Well, it was a double that. Wow. <laughs> But just think if you do that, uh, whether you said, like you said, you know, uh, 30 minutes, an hour uh, every day, it it sort of releases that. I don't know how to describe it. It was like um, like a a, a electromagnetic field is now following me around. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a lot of benefits from it. And just that if you can make yourself do it every at least every so often, I'm not saying, you know, go full two weeks like you did, but there is a lot of benefits from it. You can just, you know, distract yourself and look at other things and think about other things. And what's, you know, we're so inclined to look at what's going on in life and the phones instead of, you know, our yes. life. And, you know, and I hate saying it because I'm, you know, like I said, I'm an addict just as much as everyone else is because I will you know, be in the middle of a movie and I'll just just randomly just grab my phone and I don't even know why I'm doing it. You know, I mean, it's, it's not even going off and I scroll through Instagram. What's going on? You know, then I, I catch myself, but then that's when like, oh. information. I'm missing information. It's something like that. It's just yeah, like, we're, I don't we're know. The information age now, we're visual. We, we, have, we gotta see everything, you know, you gotta be on the computer. Everything's visual on the computer. Uh, the phone, everything's visual on the phone. Uh, it's, in a way, taking a lot of our intellectual capacity. I really believe that because those two weeks that I didn't have it, it was like, I felt renewed. I felt I had a lot more energy mentally uh, because I like to quiet my mind and, you know, just recoup myself, rebalance myself. I think that's important for everybody to do. Um, I just felt like, Whoa, there's a weight off my shoulder. Uh, now I have it back and it's like back in the, into the swing of things. And uh, what I would recommend for people out there is to do what you suggested. You know, take those small breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, things can wait. Yeah. You know, they can wait. Yep. You know, put it aside, recoup, like rebalance yourself. It's so important. Um you know, yesterday I felt like, my gosh, I feel like I've just put on 10 pounds sitting all, all day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, it's a new way how we're adapting to it. 
uh, depends. Some people are, are going through it with very positive mindsets and that's who I am. You know, okay, the human race has um, gone through what? The Spanish flu, uh, what else? What other flus were out there? The COVID. <laughs> We've gone through them. And, you know, this one is like, there's so many different angles to it. We hear so many different things about it out there in the media. I think what's more, more important is to keep yourself in that positive mode and to use time management. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Do you yeah. know? Uh, do you know who Elon Musk is? Yes. yes. So he actually called called people that we are cyborgs because you know we have that phone attached to us at all times that we're like a cyborg, and that you know it is like you said that we are killing our intellectual ability just because you know if we don't know it we instantly and I'm you know. I do it all the time. We instantly look it up on the phone too. If we don't know something, you know, and, you know, and speaking about landlines and stuff, I forgot who I was talking to, but you know, they were talking about, you know, if they left the house back in whenever time they were born, you know, they knew, you know, five or 10 numbers to call if things, you know, they got in trouble or whatever. Yeah. And like me, I might give you two or three probably. Yeah. Well, fair times. Oh yeah. And how we're, you know, we're evolving in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, I know from the moment it was out there, you know, there's a virus, um, you know, people, I, I believe that you understand the human body, you understand physiology. A little bit. Yeah, I try to. Um, and so, so I'm, I'm the same way. And, uh, you know, I just thought, okay, virus. Um, so, you know, you understand the human body you go okay well i know the immune system so um you know you gotta support th your immune system mm -hmm. and uh there's a lot of fear right so i started to do videos promoting movement you know okay. move your body keep moving uh, because i knew that this new way is going to force people to be sitting at their desk, working virtually, working at home. Um, so it's important to step away, you know, take whatever, an hour, and go outside and do some form of physical activity. Um, that is so important. I would say, let's say it's been two years. Yeah. I would say, I mean, because I always look at statistics. Nice. And I look at, you know, Canadian statistics as well as the U.S. statistics in terms of heart disease. You know, Canada's not too far away from the U.S. I don't you know. know. Says, oh, Americans are overweight. Americans have heart disease. America well, guess what, people? Canada's not too far off. And, and it's because what we spoke about earlier, the physical, the movement is declining. People are becoming, I believe, they're becoming lazier. And you know that term, couch potato. Oh, yeah. Well, we're becoming desk potatoes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, true. I mean, this is <laughs> this is a great point. I looked, I read this or heard on a podcast or whatever. This is a great bring speaking of stats and facts or whatever, but. So the average male in 20 years and up, I'm, I might butcher this a little bit, 20 years or 25 years and up weighs 190 pounds right now and has like a 40-inch waist. The average female is 170 pounds, and I forgot uh, the waist size there, but they compared it to like people in the Civil War where the average male then was only 140 pounds. So that was, you know, 800, right, 1886, somewhere around there. Wow. Yeah, so it's just weird. That's roughly a little over a century, but I mean, it's a lot of time. But just how much, you know, now the average person is what 50, or average male is 50 pounds more than person in Civil War times. And yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's what we we're talking about technology. Look what's changed. I mean, that's more people just sitting and, you know, eat, you know we're in one of these times, you know, I'm currently reading a book called Sacred Cow right now. And it's talking about how, you know, most people are in disease or, are hurting because of too little food. And now it's because we have too much food. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. this process now prices are going up people yeah. are like you know their dollars are not as we're not able to stretch the dollar as much as we used to in the past so people are now buying very little food and, and they're like it's crazy it, it's kind of a weird ah how do how did i explain it earlier to a good friend of mine I said, it's like, you know, you're getting ahead and then all of a sudden you've, you've taken 20 steps back. Oh, yeah. The cost of gas, the cost of food, the, uh, what else? What, what else did I mention? Yeah, gas, food, water, gas, water, 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 everything. Water. Yeah. If we don't have food, the body needs water. We cannot survive three days without water. I mean, it's dangerous. Um, we, you got to really stop and think about this because water is what the body needs we're what 90 percent water yeah that's true yeah right so when we're moving and you know that when you're doing you're doing your classes you're working out we're sweating we need to replenish sure and and the metabolic uh waste system in the body requires that water to help flush everything out so if we're not getting enough water that's what that's what's the most scariest part of it for me is is that that one thing that that the body relies on yeah no i I agree that i mean i don't know what's really i don't pay enough attention really to speak a whole lot about it but yeah you know everything seems to be going up obviously and you know as far as a food shortage and stuff i don't really know if that would happen because it seems like i said we have too much food you know based on You know, everything like, you know, grocery stores and everything else. And, but, you know, they see like a factory gets on fire or something. And all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, a food shortage is going to happen. I was like, well, I mean, is it just one factory or is it a lot, you know, but. Well, I think, I think our Canadian truckers sort of put a dent in some of that. (laughs) (laughs) And they were in my hometown too. (laughs) Oh, okay. But, so let's. let's switch gears a little bit. So what exactly is velocity training? That way everyone knows like. Is that like you? Did you brand that? Did you come up with that? Are you there and all that? So how did how did that happen? I am uh, the the founder and the president of Velocity Athletic Training. It came to fruition when I was managing a gym in British Columbia. Okay. And um, I was training clients as well. I had thought, you know. I, I really want to start branching out. It was a full-time job. I loved it. I was making great money. Um, it was great experience. I loved my members, my clients. Uh, but I wanted to sort of start branching out on my own. And one of the things that I did was I thought this through. You know how many people open up a business, they get an idea. Oh, I'm going to open up this business. This is what I'm going to name it. And then they go off, no. right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so with velocity, I start to think about, you know, why velocity? So I start to reflect about when I was in high school and I was on the track team, I was fast. And I thought, oh, I like, and I love fast cars. I used to actually drag race my Honda against muscle cars. <laughs> 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 I drove, I drove a five-speed, too, and I was like, whoa, this is fun. Oh, yeah. So talking about speed and that, you know, getting from point A to point B in a short amount of time, I certainly love that. But so I started to 
reflect upon that. And I said to a friend of mine, I said, I said to her, it's velocity, velocity athletic training. That's what I'm going to name my company. And so she, she was a graphic artist and um, she worked on the logo. It took, it took us about a month until I finally said, yeah, that's, that's it. It has. And I have, <laughs> Pardon me. I hope you don't mind me using this word on your show. No, I don't mind. Yeah. I said, it's got to be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay. I said, it's got to have the cheetah. Okay. I love the cheetah. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> so oh. we, she designed that and, uh, the slogan was, you know, okay, well, people sit at their desks all day. <laughs> you know, because a lot of my clients are the corporate professionals. Okay. So I thought, okay, they can get up, they can start moving. And then I thought, well, they're not athletes, but I, the way I train people, right, I, I follow a system. So the first three months there, I'm just working with their body. I'm, I'm getting uh, to understand their movement, where their strengths are, where the uh, everything, every level, mental, emotional, like how they're uh, reacting to the movements as well. Right. Right. So I thought, well, I do train them with a twist of athleticism. So get up, move, unleash your inner athlete. And she's like, yeah, I love that. So that came to fruition and um, plugged away with it and had clients. And then love brought me to Blaine, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> what happens, right? <laughs> um, I have a really beautiful studio in, in Langley, British Columbia. Okay. And so Richard was, my husband is here in Blaine, Washington. And we were crossing back and forth. Deal, you know, with the border patrols. Why are you going to Canada? Why are you going to this? And finally we thought, okay, where do we plant our feet? So I moved here. So and your system that I you're started it here in the US now. So it's registered. That's great. That's great. It's going through the trademark process as well. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Should be, should be, yeah. It's something that's really cool to be, you know, be self-employed and be your own boss and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's a whole new, it's a whole new mindset, you know. Just that, you know, you got to have discipline, you got to have motivation, you know. But you know, you got to be willing yeah. to work ethic. But yeah, but it's something not having to answer into people, you know. That and I think too, my parents were entrepreneurs. They owned restaurants. Oh, okay. So. You know, as a child, I watched them get up early in the morning, go to work and come back home sometimes late at night. And so I and plus Saturday mornings, I had to go work with my dad. Like he he, I believe that when you share that type of um, responsibility with a child, they that strengthen strengthens them it it really gives yeah. them that feeling of i can do anything i can accomplish anything and i think that's where the, my my drive comes from yeah i mean when you're small your mind's a sponge and when you have you know if you want to say your parents who are good role models you know putting those types of you know values and morals into your mind with you know going to work and get you know if they have to get home late that's what yeah. it does but but yeah, I mean, it's all about your goals and stuff, obviously, you know, and exactly, exactly. Yeah. You got to be focused, um, determined. Yeah. Um, our industry is very cyclical. So, you know, you have your uptimes, September to December, December, downtime and then january everybody gets on the bandwagon oh i'm going to yep. lose pounds you know yep. uh, my my sense of focus with clients is to make sure that they're anchored well enough that they continue that they don't drop out they don't stop or i've never ever ever in my career <clears throat> had a client stop training with me really oh yeah that's oh, awesome. yeah. that's that's 
I let them know how important it is. You know, I teach people. I don't, the, the whole focus isn't just on making the profit. We're in a service industry, yeah. right? Yeah. You got to service the client. You got to service the member, no matter what they yell at you about, especially with fitness facilities. You know, sometimes there's things in a, in a facility where, you know, if it's not clean enough or the machines yeah. are broken down and, you know, the owners don't keep up with that. Members don't like that. And I can't count on my fingers how many times I've worked for people like that. And I've had to say, listen, if you don't fix this, it just brings down the membership. It's all about customer service. A lot of it is. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. It's like, you know, walk into a restaurant. You don't want to eat a restaurant that's dirty and just looks awful. And exactly. You know, get yeah. that trash. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest discrepancy in this industry is, you know, the cost factor, your overhead. Um, you know, I had a, a beautiful boutique style studio. I say less than a thousand square feet. I have my equipment standing here right now. <laughs> it's okay. dust um, because I haven't had the opportunity to really look around for space um, because everything's shut everything was shut down for two years and and so I just I've just been I think the most important thing for any business uh, person whether they're in the fitness industry or any other industry is to remain resilient um, especially when the cash flow is forcibly stopped right people have been forced to shut down so um <clears throat> With what I'm trying to get at here is that when you have the high overhead, it makes it a lot more challenging to cater to a customer. So if you're, and especially now with the cost of equipment. Oh yeah, yeah. When everything rose, yeah. Right. I'm sure it's tripled now. I, I mean, just think about it. If you want to buy a treadmill now, how much is yeah, the treadmill? I don't even know. I'm sure it's high though. Yeah. I mean, right. even kettlebells and dumbbells just went up too. So yeah, everything's going up. So so when you have the the um, the the cost factor of equipment, and then your overhead, your lease, and there's so much, and if you have a pool, that makes it even more expensive because you got to test the water. You got to, yeah. you know, it's all about service, 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 service. Um, <clears throat> the gym that I did uh, manage in British Columbia. I walked into it, it was like, um, it was like a, a zone that just was gone wrong. Like everything, it was like walking in a tornado, okay. you know, the, the pool is being shut down every week by the health, uh, Fraser health. And, and it, it was just walking into a zone. I thought, okay, <laughs> I got to fix this whole system. And I did. And the members were shocked. They're like, Oh my gosh, you're the only person that's done this and done that and changed that. Um, but you take those little baby steps, those little baby steps create for a, a client or a member. It's a huge thing. It is. I agree. It it's is. huge. Yeah. When, when everything did get shut down, I mean, did you start to offer, you know, virtual training classes or did you just have to stay shut down? I mean, how did that impact you and your um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I did not go virtual. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, because I, I personally feel it's a liability issue. Um, you know, my studio is people come into my studio, into my space. It's their temple. I've created, I was, I created a temple for them to come to. And, and that's the essence of my business. Okay. Really. It, it, it's that relationship, building the trust with the customer, um, you know, helping them understand that I'm here to help them. And, you know, second to their doctor, I'm, I'm important to them as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, that's what, Right. A lot of people don't understand that investing in your own health, how much of a return on that investment you'll get back if you just do Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If you think of the cost of medicine. Exactly. Exactly. 
right? So, so these are things I teach them. I let them know, listen, if you don't do this, if, if you don't take my advice, the doctor is just going to tell you to come back to me anyway. So, you know, <laughs> and, and, and 90% of the time, they say, okay, let's do this. And, and they continue. They, they keep going. They do not stop. Um, it's funny. You know, it's, someone said this to me the other day because uh, she Googled velocity athletic training. And I, you know, I came up and she says, I don't really see you on like these review platforms. And I said to her, well, my business is very, it's very much structured one-on-one, private. Um, The space has a high level of respect for the client and the client has a high level of respect for me. This is is what my point is, Chris. This is where we are now. This industry is at a turning point to make it important that that the member, the client understands how important it is right now in this day and age to take control of their health, to take responsibility, to go to the gym, to work out whether it's, listen, I taught 20 minute classes in the eighties, 20 minutes. I took a group of 50 women in 20 minutes. They were sweating buckets. (laughs) That's all it took. That's all. And, and, you know, as a fitness leader, as a personal trainer, um, you know, of course, I've got the kinesiology background. So I understand what I'm going to do with their body. I understand to take them from point A to point B to point C. They're they're warming up. They're sweating. They're cooling down. Boom. 20 minutes. They've had their their high. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's So, so we need to more so than ever to teach this to a client and to a member. It's no sweat off an owner's back, a gym owner's back to set up little, you know, introduction to fitness courses and and, and teach their clients, teach the member the value of their health. Yeah, that was one thing, you know, I've noticed in a pandemic that, you know, when, when stuff got shut down, like we were talking about earlier, people actually took took a step back and realized, I'm probably not as in good health or shape as I wanted to be or thought I was. And that, you know, just taking, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day and even not even having to go to the gym, but looking stuff up on YouTube, just trying to get out there and do little small things can do wonders for you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just uh, I think people are starting absolutely. to realize that now. Mm-hmm. And and it's saturated. So so this is a perfect example. When I started in the industry, it was saturated with fitness clubs. Okay. I mean, wherever you went in Ottawa, Ottawa is a very healthy, people are very fit. They're very active in Ottawa. So it was so saturated. And Toronto, Montreal, even the U.S. Yeah. The U.S. was booming as well. Um, now we're saturated with online training. I do not agree with it because of that. What if you're, you know, I'm teaching you, Chris, to do, let's do jumping jacks. Yeah. And then you just all of a sudden fall. <laughs> and do nothing. And what can I do? Yeah. Well, so there, there's that element. And plus, when when a client comes to a, to me in my environment, they they've got to understand it's an hour consultation because I want to get as much information from the client. Um, they have to sign the Part Q form, so if if they answer yes to any of those questions, then I need a doctor's note. Yeah. Um, and then I, of course I have a, a much more comprehensive questionnaire that was put together by a lawyer. You know, they they read through it, they answer the questions because I'm gathering what I need to know about this individual. I can't do that online. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense that when I, you know, when I 
or helping people train CrossFit, you know, why I ask them, you know, have you had any injuries I need to know about? You know, what have you been doing before? When was the last time you did a workout? Right. You got to get a little bit, a little bit of intel on them to help you help yourself help them, you know? Wow. So do you teach CrossFit? Yeah. I teach a couple times a week. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, that was, yeah. You know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. I started competing and got dove high into it and went and got certified and decided that well, I'll, run, I'll let my certification run out now, but I still teach about once or twice a week. So, but yeah, you know, it's so fun. Isn't like, think of it. You got this group of people and you just like put on your music and you just, it like, is. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's something, you know, it's not only, you know, it's a physical and like mental workouts we talked about earlier, but you know, it's kind of my social thing too. It's like where I see everybody Absolutely. and I got, I, I've met some of my closest friends in my life there yeah. you know, just from being at that gym. You know, one guy, you know, I talk, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but we train together and all stuff. And he asked me to be in his wedding, you know, after all these years of training and competing together. So yeah, he's one of my best friends. Yeah, shout out James. But uh, yeah, so it's a, you know, it's a good community that, you know, I've come to. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of, you know. You create a healthy community. Exactly. And you have people that, you know, you can, you know, bounce ideas off each other. You know, you can talk about things and, you know, you're all there to be healthy and have the same goal and, you know, feel better at the end of your workout. And it's just, you know, it's cool to surround yourself with people like that. You know, one thing I've always heard is, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a... (laughs) everybody's high on something when, after a class right sure. just you have all this energy uh back in in my time when i started uh me and the instructors you know would go out on a friday night and it was so funny because everybody knew us <laughs> we go out for drinks oh there's helena oh there's hey where are you guys you guys are drinking you're your fitness leaders were like, okay, we're allowed to have one drink. Yeah, you can actually do stuff. Yeah, no, I get that too. You know, I'll be walking through the grocery store or something and I haven't seen like a, you know, somebody hasn't been to the gym in a while. And like, hey, uh, I, I think I'm coming back sometime soon. I was like, okay, man, I, I, you know, that's fine. I didn't ask, but I hope you're doing good. But yeah, you know, and then, you know. Then, oh, no, they, they see us and they, they feel guilty. Oh my God. I didn't go to the gym the other day. She must notice. Exactly. And that's like, hey, man, that's fine. I mean, if you got stuff to do, I understand. I mean, just yeah. come back when you're ready. You know, it ain't no big deal. But yeah, it's it's funny when you see people out like that, especially it's like like you said, if you're out drinking, it's like, hey, you know what? Hang on. They're like, you, you're yeah, it's like, hey, I'm a normal person, you know? I mean, <laughs> no, I like to, you know, go out. I don't get crazy, yeah. but I like to go out, you know, enjoy myself too, you know? So. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, it's like everything. There's everything in moderation, you know. You know, one of my biggest food weaknesses is is chips. You know, I, for some reason, I don't know if, I, if a bag of chips is open, I just I'll, I could eat the whole bag easily. It's just and not even realize I'm doing it. Then, right? Yeah, but it's just it's just one of those things that just you know. Uh, but it's okay, right? It's not like it's not like you're. I don't doing do it, it every day. day. I'm not doing it every night. You know, I, I may, may, that's maybe once every couple of weeks. You know, I'm. Like on a Saturday night, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to get me some chips, you know, and get me a couple of drinks. I'll be all right, you know, but. Well, of course, you know, it, it's okay. And and I know with with clients that I've had, they'd always say to me, well, am I allowed to eat this? Am I allowed? And I'd say to them, yes, eat. Just watch, you know, how much you're eating of it. I I don't believe this thing with having, okay, Saturday, I'm going to have a cheat day. Yeah. No, if you're craving it, I mean, especially women. Interesting. Right? Women, the hormones. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have this. I gotta have that. Uh, so um, I, I always, I believe in not restricting yourself. Uh, just mon- like just be mindful because I did a series called Mindful Nutrition. Oh, okay. So I'd say, you know, I teach my clients, just be mindful of how much you're actually putting into your body. You know, the energy equation, right? Because I'm a certified, I'm a registered nutritional consultant. So the energy equation, especially when we're training, you know, we can't run on nothing. We need some fuel in the body, right? But we got to have the right fuel. So I tell my clients, you know, just have the right fuel. You don't need to binge. If you feel you're going to binge, then break it up into like maybe two portions Mm -hmm. on separate days. 
and then include your workouts, you know, so that you're not like, I don't know. I don't believe in snacking. Okay. I've never really snapped. I believe in having my three meals. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I don't really, you know, during my day go, Oh, time to eat. Oh, you know, Oh, snack. Oh, (laughs) I don't do that because I meet my nutritional needs. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're meeting it, it doesn't really matter how you do it, I guess. Right? I mean, there's a lot of different responses yeah. out yeah. there, but as long as you know what you're doing, yeah, yeah. Like everyone's got their different ways of doing it. So Exactly, but imagine now, okay, everybody's at their computer. Oh, they have their little snacks, and yeah. they're typing away. One hand's there, one hand's in the bowl of chips or whatever. That's why I try not to keep food in my office because I'm I'm exactly the same way. You know, I, it's just I can just eat something mindlessly and not realize how much I've eaten and so little time. So it's like what you're saying. I actually have to sit down and you know if I'm going to eat, like kind of be mindful of what I am eating. And then when I decided to, you know, splurge a little bit and eat, you know, I, I love popcorn at a movie theater. So oh, me too. yeah, oh, but I I love to go. I admit it. I would take my son to a movie on a Friday night. And guess what? Yeah, we're going to have popcorn. Hell yeah. Why go to a movie theater and not have popcorn? I mean, really. (laughs) So I agree. I I, um, enjoy popcorn as well. Uh, But do I have it every night? No. Exactly. That's that's what the kicker is. People need to learn to feel, you know, and I'm not generally speaking, of course, but, you know, learn to make these little small habits of, you know, you don't have to go out and do everything correct the first time because it's hard. But if you can make these little small habits, like, hey, I'm not going to eat, you know, while I'm sitting here at my desk, I'll only eat when it's time to eat, like you were saying, and I won't snack. And just build those, build off those little habits and get you some small wins and then go off bigger say, hey, I'm only going to have, you know, that's one, one thing I believe if somebody really wants to you know, get in shape. I would never say, Hey, we'll go walk five miles since you've never done it before in your life. You know, what, let's start small, go walk or lap in your neighborhood and then build off that, then build off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the adaption phases. And as you adapt, you know, each adaption phase, you, you supply the body with energy and that's through your food, like this carbo thing, right? People are like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to have carbs. I can't have carbs. Well, first of all, you need complex carbs. That's going to sustain your energy. If you're not using that fuel, yes, yes. You're going to put it on, pack it on. Of course, if you're having pasta, you know, and, and then you just sit in front of the, well, the uh, desk uh, <laughs> now, right? Guess what? You're going to gain weight. So you got to incorporate that movement. You got to um, um, have a little bit of a sweat. If you don't want to increase your intensity, you know, increase your heart rate, then just keep it at a, at a level where at least you're, you're initiating a form, a little bit of a sweat. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree hundred percent. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, one thing I've always thought, if you're not happy with your, your weight, you know, your lifestyle, your metabolism, sit down, you know, talk to somebody like you, get some information and try mm-hmm. to fix it. You know, there's tons mm-hmm. of information out there. So yeah. You know, if you don't like how things are going, it's time for a change. So bingo. Bingo. Um, let's take this home on that one. That's I think we're getting a little close on our time here. So if you want to plug, you know, velocity athletic training or anything, go ahead and do that right now. Well, people can reach me at, you know, triple W velocity athletic training.com. <laughs> um, my, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter and uh, LinkedIn. And uh yeah, I welcome any comments, any questions. Feel free to email me at iwin at velocityathletictraining.com. And remember, get up, move, unleash your inner athlete. Be it, live it. Thanks so much. This was great. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I've, I've had this was a very enlightening conversation. Good. Good. Okay, everybody, we're out of here. Uh, be good to yourselves and get up. <laughs>
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 